This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock bands on Freeza Geese. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreaks, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jaginiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you're able to check out last week's episode where I announced the launch of Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company. Yes, in case you missed that announcement, make sure you check out that episode or any of my social media posts. We'll talk a little bit more about that In that episode, I gave a little bit more insight into what the company is. I chatted a little bit about some of the things that are already in the works. Very excited for those. They're coming later this year, summertime, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And as I mentioned, if you missed it, there is a link in the show notes where you can give last week's episode a listen. Also, I hope you're able to check out the little live stream celebration I did on May 22nd to kick off the launch of Dropped Among This Crowd Media. If you missed that, that is available for rewatch on YouTube. There is a link in the show notes for that as well. Before we get into it this week, we of course have to talk about the summer tour dates that were announced from the band. Joel mentioned on Twitter that it was not all of their summer tour dates, so that's exciting to hear. But here are the dates that have been announced. June 25th and 26th at Apple Valley Park in Lafayette, New York. June 27th at Levon Helm Studio in Woodstock, New York. June 29th and 30th at Showtime at the Drive-In in Frederick, Maryland. July 1st and 4th at Peach Fest in Scranton, PA. July 9th and 10th at the Caverns Outdoor Amphitheater in Pelham, Tennessee. July 23rd and July 24th, Northlands, Swansea. I think and that's right, Swansea, New Hampshire. Uh, August 5th, Greenfield Lake Amphitheater in Wilmington, North Carolina. August 6th and 7th, Beach Mountain Resort in North Carolina. And August 8th, Avondale Brewing Company in Birmingham, Alabama. It's really nice to read a fatty list of tour dates like that, I'll tell you. There are links for more about those dates and where you can get tickets in the show notes. These dates went on sale last Friday, May 21st, so some of these dates may be sold out, like that Levon Helm studio date. Um, I know that place was like only 200 capacity before COVID. Um, I'm not sure what their game plan is for that night, so that's already, you know, a small capacity, so I'm would not be surprised if that was sold out really, really fast. 
But all the information that you need for everything is in the show notes. And I'll tell you guys, I have been trying to contain my excitement because those two nights at Apple Valley Park, which is a new venue, um, is like two hours from me. So I'm so happy and the dates work out perfect for me personally and it's two hours from my house and we never, we've never, ever, ever have gotten two nights of Umphreys in the same venue here. It would usually be like Buffalo and Rochester, Buffalo and Syracuse or Baldwinsville or, um, you know, Buffalo and Saranac. And then you would go to the Stone Pony and that was kind of like the thing. But we got two nights here. Like it took a fucking pandemic for us to get a two night run of Umphreys two hours from my house. But I'm here for it. I'm so excited. It's going to be so worth the 16 month wait. It'll be by that point. Um, thankfully, I only have to wait like a month because it's, that's going to be hard. Um, but I am so, so, so excited. And I really, really hope that I see some of your beautiful faces. I can't wait. It's going to be emotional. I'll be crying and laughing and just I can't wait I cannot wait I'm so excited and I know a lot of people are also very excited about these dates too also recently announced that I know a lot of people are excited about holidays 2021 December 4th through 8th at now Sapphire and Dreams in Puerto Morales Mexico also on the bill with Umphreys the Disco Biscuits Mo. Brain Damaged Eggman, Omega Moose, Doom Flamingo, Andy Frasco, and more. This lineup is really, really good. Like, especially that Brain Damaged Eggman and Omega Moose. I'm just like, damn, that is quite a lineup. Returning guest presale was yesterday, May 24th, and public on sale is today, May 25th. If you're listening to this episode when it airs, there is a link in the show notes for more information on all of that as well. Do you have a small business that makes shirts, pins, jewelry, stickers, prints, or sells other interesting products or art that you think peeps would love to get their hands on? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umfreaks? Maybe you provide an awesome service that would make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele? Or perhaps you're looking to hire some cool people to work with. Let Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company help you get the word out. With ad space in monthly issues of Conduit Magazine, commercial spots here on this podcast and other podcasts across our network, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you reach tons of fellow umfreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow um family. Check out our website, datcmediacompany.com, or email sarah at datcmediacompany.com. That's S-A-R-A at 
D-A-T-C-M-E-D-I-A-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y.com if you're interested in chatting more. All right, so let's get into this week's episode. I'm going to be bringing you a full recap of the band's first stops on the Plan B tour. April 30th and May 1st, they would venture back to the Atlanta Motor Speedway in Hampton, Georgia. If you'd like to check out a recap of the last time the band played this venue back in October 2020, check out episode 123. I get into everything that went down, including the night two hurricane that the band had to slay a rock show through. And they fucking pulled it off and it was spectacular. So check out the show notes for a link for that to give it a listen if you haven't. First of all, I want to say that Ben Factor was on point this whole weekend and the two nights in New Haven and also in Bridgeview, which we will, of course, get to when it's time to talk about those two nights. But seriously, Ben, just fucking killing it. Wow, (laughs) really. And if you didn't know, he's actually been on the show, episode 109. I'll throw a link for that in the show notes as well. Also killing it during the weekend and who I would personally give VIP to, Stasic. On fire, both of these nights in Atlanta, specifically night two. I'm probably going to call it out like 18 times during this whole like recap of these shows. <laughs> the weather gods were much nicer this time around. Also providing everyone with much better weather than what the band had to deal with the last time they played this venue. No doubt everyone was very grateful for that. Ripping night one open with Rocktopus. Moving along to Suck City next, they would take this one on a nice little stroll beginning early on, slightly after three minutes, that would flow into and then fully slide, kind of explode into a voodoo child by Jimi Hendrix tease and jam a little over a minute later, shaking that off and heading off on its own story allowing itself to wander out for a little bit before driving back down to earth, dissipating and fading out, breaking through and revealing the linear. They allow this one off the leash about five minutes. Jake leaves it idling in the driveway for a little bit about a minute and a half later before revealing its full aggressiveness. Full blossoming open as it continues and starting to calm itself down. And this next sandwich, personally, for me, was a highlight from both of these nights. And that's probably not a surprise to some of you. This delicious conduit sandwich would have an incredibly juicy and meaty kabump stuffed inside. And according to Joel, they've never done that before. And I've listened to this, I can't even tell you how many times, an embarrassingly amount of times, I feel like. (laughs) We would enjoy Conduit for about three minutes before 
very perfectly sliding right in to Kabump. Oh, it's just so good. <laughs> Dancing off very early on, slightly before one and a half minutes, with Stasic leading us out. Jake briefly, sexily dancing into that Western jam that I keep mentioning, popping up here and there, rounding the corner slightly before five and a half, taking on a more matter-of-fact feel as it gains momentum, setting its eyes on crashing right through the ceiling, dropping back down to earth and back into that funky little jam that we were all very happily all dancing inside of. I'm really, really happy that they drove this jam in this direction. I remember watching, like in the moment, I even thought that too. I'm like, where are they going to take this? Because it was way up at the ceiling at this point. Like, where are you going to take this, guys? You could go a number of ways with it. Could have aborted the shit out of it, but they didn't. And I'm so glad that they took that jam in that direction. And, I mean, looking at the clock, there's still 10 minutes of the kabump at that point. So, yeah. Disjointingly and schizophrenically trying to contort its way back into conduit slightly before six and a half. I really, really love that little part in there. Instead, fully succumbing back to kabump and continuing on dancing off in a different direction about eight minutes, embodying a very heavy bottomed sound via Stasic slightly before 11 and a half, enveloping itself inside this intense, almost ominous feeling a few minutes later, weeding through the jungle and coming out matter-of-factly back in to conduits. Ugh. So good. And this is a prime example of where having the option to vote for the whole sandwich in one vote on Hall of Fame would be so important. These parts of Conduit are important to the story of this kabump. So I, this is an example of that where it needs to be included as one thing because you need the beginning and the end to get the, the full story. Also worth mentioning, noted on All Things Umphreys, that Kabump contained a glide by the New Deal Tees. I'm not sure when that happened, but someone who knows their music would be able to point that out. No problem. If you have not taken that Kabump for a ride, you 100% need to do that. Absolutely found a home on my 2021 Hall of Fame list and actually... Um, I think that was the first the first entry on my 2021 Nugs playlist was that fatty conduit sandwich. They would end the first set with a very nice Miss Tinkles Stasic again, slightly after three minutes, getting all sorts of comfy and just the right kind of spooky in there. I thought kind of teetering on an abracadabra by Steve Miller tease or, you know, the vibe of that there for a minute. Continuing on, this jam was really, really fun to be lost inside of. Embodying, I thought, a little Tribulations vibe about eight and a half before really driving it out with the velocity 
of steering aircraft toward the atmosphere during the peak time of a performance at an air show. I love it when they do that. And, you know, I grew up on a military base. My dad was obsessed with aircraft. We went to so many air shows when I was a kid. He could name the airplanes and everything flying over our our house as a kid. So when I hear these parts, when they do that, specifically Jake, it's just, I love it. It just makes me think of my dad. That would burst through and slam right into Tinkles about a minute later. And as I mentioned, that would be it for the first set of the evening. Starting off a set two of night one with Bridgeless beginning to slip down the rabbit hole slightly before seven minutes, rounding the corner and blossoming open more as it continues on about two minutes later, coming back down to earth and sinking into and just oozing with some serious funkiness about 10 minutes. Stay sick again. I'm just saying, about a minute later, sexily slinking along about 13 minutes before just letting it all hang out with a very robust and rockabilly style undressing, giving the listener the feeling of watching like a sexy burlesque peep show. That was just kind of like the vibe I was feeling during that jam. This jam was so much fun too, so I did tuck it onto my 2021 list to come back to and give another spin later on. Abandoning that thought and bridgeless, which would go unfinished and remain that way until the next night, after a few rotations, revealing instead, remind me, wandering off about three minutes with Stasic again here, getting all sorts of grimy industrially moving along through the jam. Cooling itself off and changing its attitude to a more lighthearted feeling about seven minutes later before showing its split personality about a minute later and heading right into the sex metal part of Remind Me. Keeping with the same vibe as we trudge our way into Sludge and Death next, dissipating and celebratorily dancing into resolution, exploding into a beautiful, joyful, and uplifting jam about three minutes before slamming back into resolution about two minutes later, wandering back out and slinking in comfortably about six minutes, definitely shouted, fuck yeah, Joel, during this part of the jam, According to All Things Umphreys, this version would also feature a Cars, Trucks, Buses by Fish Tees, getting a little grimy, oozy, and almost metallic before going right into Hurt Birdbath, slinking into the depths of it about seven minutes. After one go around the block and back into Hurt Birdbath, teasingly dancing around the outskirts of the tune before gearing itself up like a bull ready to charge and spearheading toward full explosion heading into hurt birdbath at like 11 and a half a cover up next to close out the second set comfortably numb by pink floyd 
dedicated to anyone that's been stuck in quarantine the last 14 months. Last played May 10th, 2019 at the Charlotte Shout Festival at Romare Bairden Park in Charlotte, North Carolina. Just absolutely love when they cover this. Jake and Bayless on vocals and then Jake shredding the end of it. Just so good and a great set closer. Encore for night one in Atlanta. A nice fatty standalone August. Another highlight I felt from the evening. I also tucked this one onto my 2021 list. It would start to dig its roots in about three minutes, continuing to expand and dance out, coming down to earth a few minutes later, rotating and gearing itself up to triumphantly dance back into August. We'd get treated to a very delicious and creamy Bela solo on our way out of August, and a little sweet child of mine tease on top like a cherry at the end, courtesy of Jake. And that would end the first night in Atlanta.
All right, so on to night two. This entire night was phenomenal and would reveal itself with the shows that have followed that the band is just full steam, firing on all cylinders, like, fuck yes, let's play some music. Especially in the second sets of the night. Like, I don't know what it is. It's second set magic is what I've been calling it. But it's true. Something has been happening in these second sets of these shows. And it's been awesome. Getting Night 2 kicked off with the walkout tune, You Got the Wrong Guy, that would confidently stomp right into Plunger. This 16-minute version would fall down the rabbit hole slightly before 7 and a half, coming out the other side about 4 minutes later and continuing to cruise along, loosening its grip and falling away a few minutes later. According to All Things Umphreys, that version would also contain... And In a Silent Way by Miles Davis Tease, The Clouds Part, and it confidently dances into Example 1, getting into the depths of it around 3 minutes as it wanders off. This one enjoys a nice little stroll around the neighborhood before bringing it back home. With a very spooky and ominous vibe, 1348 is revealed next getting all confident and comfortable in the jam slightly before three and a half. And we would go on a pretty uplifting, fun little adventure with this one. For sure, a difference from where we started this story just a few minutes before. Opening up and unveiling a serious, funky little dance party that'll continue on for a little bit before falling aside and leaving 1348 behind for now. We'd see it come back a little later here in the first set. Maybe Someday Next, followed by Night Nurse, giving that love boat vibe slightly before three and a half. Not for long, rounding the corner and getting its hands a little dirtier about a minute later, engulfing us in a hypnotic jam, starting to take shape about seven minutes allowing us to dance around in it for a few minutes before it falls away and tries Higgins on for size. I know I've mentioned this before, but I just freaking love Night Nurse and really love how it takes on so many different forms every time they play it. Higgins digging its heels in slightly after three minutes, gearing itself up to take flight, really launching out about a minute and a half later, enjoying a nice fly around for a few minutes before slamming back into Higgins and closing out the first set of night two with the end of 1348. Set two would open with a jazz odyssey that is listed as an intro on all things Umphreys and is just listed as bridgeless when you fire it up on Nugs. But this fun adventure would clock in at a little over seven minutes. A little fuck yeah, Joel, about three minutes. This would continue to dance on for a little bit before getting itself all in a tizzy and sliding right into the ending of Bridgeless, completing the version from the day before. Whatever this intro was before Bridgeless, yes, please, more of that. (laughs) 
I've given that a couple spins, and because of this little intro, I tucked this away onto my 2021 list. Will we see this again in some form? Time will tell. Puppet string next, getting into the meat of it very early on, about four minutes. Getting a very Secret of the Ooze vibe from Stasic as this jam really starts to take form. Mystically and seductively continuing to dance on. Getting more industrial and mechanical as it trudges on. Simply walking back into puppet string a little after 10 minutes. Wappy Sprayberry next, beginning its adventure about four minutes, continuing on, resonating fully open and soaring right into the ending of Wappy. Stepping through the curtain and revealing the floor next, they'd allow this one to wander for a bit, showing its more serious side about seven and a half before steering back home into the floor. Stasic making things metallic-y before a straight and to-the-point syncopated strangers. Noted on all things Umphreys, this version would also contain a Breezin by George Benson Tease. Closing out the second set of Night 2 in Atlanta with a cover driven to tears by the police. Covered a total of 24 times, including this one here. Last time played, August 15th. 2019 in St. Petersburg, Florida at Janus Live, going off and making it their own for a bit before boomeranging it back home. The two nights in Atlanta would completely come to an end with a one-song encore of Slacker. Looking for a new way to stream your music or listen to your favorite podcasts? Check out this exclusive offer for DATC listeners. Head to getamazonmusic.com slash dropped among this crowd to receive a 30-day free trial of Amazon Music. That's getamazonmusic.com slash D-R-O-P-P-E-D-A-M-O-N-G-T-H-I-S-C-R-O-W-D to get a 30-day free trial and unlimited access to 70 million songs, always ad-free on Amazon Music. That brings us to the two nights in New Haven, Connecticut. The band played May 7th and 8th at Westville Music Bowl. This venue, formerly Connecticut Tennis Center, which Joel mentioned when talking about Bayless's dapper tennis jacket that he was wearing night one, Bayless mentioning that he is kids, so he can't wear nice shit around them. And Bayless, boy, do I feel you on that one. <laughs> Folks I know that went to both of these shows said they were pleased with the venue and the overall unfolding of both evenings, so that's great to hear. Getting night one started with Goonville defiantly stomping into Cut the Cable. Nothing too fancy next that begins to build itself together, gathering more and more, gaining more momentum, and fully exploding into nothing too fancy slightly after two and a half. Bayless leading us down the rabbit hole slightly before five minutes, poking its head out to dance around nothing too fancy a little bit more, wandering off again and resonating way out. According to All Things Umphreys, this version would feature an Ain't Talking About Love by Van Halen Tees, 
falling to earth slightly after nine minutes and slinking along very sexily, Jake slipping into that western jam I affectionately keep calling out slightly before ten and a half. Joel coming in to make things a little worldly as it rounds the corner and continues to chug along, gaining momentum, driving way out, and leaving nothing too fancy in the dust, clocking in at about 16 minutes when it does. It would then embody a couple of different masks before nothing too fancy would come back. First up, a very, very nice out of order, followed by looks. This one went on a really nice little adventure very early on, wandering away from its parents about a minute and a half, keeping a little of its roots for a bit before it fully shakes, looks off, and becomes its own person. Getting this drippiness to it, and shout out to Stasic again, slightly after six minutes, Sounds like it could dabble into a little another one bites the dust tease there. I don't know. Maybe it's just me being crazy. Sinking into funkiness as it continues on. But its rock roots would take it over, resonating way out and coming back down to earth to dance back into that previous jam before slamming back into looks. That one for sure found a way onto my 2021 list. Love, love, love what they have been allowing that song to do and having fun with that one for sure. Number five next with a very little nachos for two tease before floating in. Pay attention or you'll miss it. This one doesn't go on too long of a stroll, only about seven minutes before beginning to stroll right back into nothing too fancy. Everything about the journey back into the second half of Nothing Too Fancy is exactly what I love about Umphreys McGee. Like, I could put that on for someone and be like, this, this is why. And that was just like the ending of this Nothing Too Fancy. But it's just so good. The way they journeyed back into that was just so good. And there's no doubt in my mind that that was absolutely incredible to experience live, like feel that energy and that intensity. It was just so great the way they journeyed back into it. I mean, you can almost hear the heat coming off the guitars after that one. A cover of Daffodils by Mark Ronson to close out the first set of Night One in New Haven. This one has been covered 16 times, last played back in 2019 on July 20th at Camp Bisco, making it their own and getting sexy about four and a half, almost sinking into what I felt could have been booth love, instead wandering out and dancing off, coming back into Daffodils a short time later. That's just such a great tune for them to cover. And if you're on Instagram, Check out Umphrey's Rock Show. I know I've mentioned this page before. They take a video. If you don't know what I'm talking about, they take a video and a part of a jam and they sync it together. And it's just so good. They're just so good. They just did one with this, with daffodils and just spot on. You definitely need to be following that page if you're not on Instagram. Umphrey's Rock Show. That is 100% the hilarious 
and quality content that you need in your newsfeed. So if you're not following that page, there is a link in the show notes where you can check that page out. I've requested a couple you'll see when you're scrolling through the page and they're just so good. If I ever need a laugh, that's what I do. I'll go on that page and just scroll. Even though I've seen some of them so many times, it doesn't matter. Like it's just so good. And sometimes you just, you know, you need that kind of like pick me up for sure. And like I mentioned, that cover of Daffodils would end the first set. Set two, five song set. So yes, again, that second set magic that I was talking about. This second set would open with The Crooked One. I personally have given this one a spin a couple few times. Beginning its journey with a hopeful disposition, blossoming open and enjoying a nice hopeful stroll around the park. Joel taking us along about 12 minutes, resonating out about a minute later, falling to earth and dabbling with a rocker part two tease about 16 and a half, but instead twinkling off and interestingly, but also perfectly floating along into Bad Friday. That crooked one would clock in at about 18 minutes-ish, and I did add that one onto my 2021 list. Bad Friday getting into the gritty of it about four minutes. Shout out to Joel again about two minutes later, blossoming open and revealing a beautiful uplifting jam, rounding the corner and confidently dancing back into Bad Friday. That one also found a way onto my 2021 list. Then there was this beautiful, it doesn't matter. Interestingly, starts off a little metallic and robotic before it begins its story. Getting real sinister slightly before eight and a half. Getting some rubberiness to it about two minutes later as it continues on. Gathering more momentum and aggression. Cooling its heels Enjoying more fly around before nonchalantly sliding back into it doesn't matter right about 16 minutes. Also found a place on my 2021 list. I've said it before on this show and I'll say it again. It's just incredible how much that song has grown since 2018. Sidestepping right into Speak Up Next, the jam inside. This one is really nasty too. Again, fuck yes, Joel, about five minutes-ish. And I'm going to give him MVP for both nights of New Haven. I mean, how many times have I like called it out just talking about this first night? He was, he was definitely MVP for both nights of New Haven. Sundering back into Speak Up a few minutes later, Wife Soup having a very somber feel to it before beginning, getting that smooth and creamy Bayless solo starting to piece together slightly after nine minutes as it builds itself back together behind him and it all comes back home. That Wife Soup would close out the second set of night one. An encore for the first night in New Haven, a standalone all-in-time According to All Things Umphreys, this version would feature a Milestones by Miles Davis tease, putting the brakes on and getting all sorts of grimy about five minutes, not sticking around there for very long, 
ping-ponging back and forth between that previous jam and coming back to this serious, grimy sexiness about a minute later, allowing this adventure to schizophrenically do this a few times before coming back home to All in Time to close out the first night in New Haven. Okay, wow. So that brings us to the final night in New Haven. We get kicked off with a nice get in the van, which it's funny. I'm always like calling that. I feel like I've been calling get in the van opener for like two years now and they finally did it. So it's like funny to see them finally uh, open with get in the van. (laughs) Floating perfectly into two by two, this jam would begin to make its way through the fog about seven minutes, embodying a more uplifted vibe as it continues to dance on blossoming open more a few minutes later, coming back down to earth to collect its thoughts slightly after 12 minutes before remembering its purpose and full of determination heading into the ending of 2 by 2 The silent type next, wandering off slightly after three minutes, getting a little grimier as it continues on, fully resonating all sorts of energy about seven minutes later, before rounding the corner and full steam ahead, drive it right back into the silent type. Mentioned on All Things Umphreys, that one would also contain a smooth criminal by Michael Jackson tease in it. Cemetery Walk next, followed by Cemetery Walk 2, starting its flight out slightly after three minutes, getting into its roots about three minutes later, Gathering some momentum as it continues on. Shout out to Joel throughout the thick of this jam, starting to really unfold about six and a half, which I assume is what Bayless is referring to when he thanks Joel for the Mr. Roboto tone after that tune. Putting the brakes on a few minutes later, but not for long, bringing it back home into Cemetery Walk 2. Uncommon next, followed by the first set ending dump city. This one would get real dank and robotic slightly after three minutes, coming out of the hole and dancing on, disjointedly working its way back into dump city. As I mentioned, that tune would end the first night of night two in New Haven. Set two of the final night would reveal itself as a Mantis sandwich. This first part of Mantis would slip into a dank stranglehold by Ted Nugent Jam about seven minutes, sinking deeper into the muck two minutes later, industrially continuing on, calming itself down a few minutes later, engulfing itself in mysteriousness, before it leaves Mantis completely behind and transforms into Dayners. A very nasty Ringo coming out next, going off on its first adventure, creeping its way back into Ringo about four minutes, but nope, deciding to go on out for one more expansive stroll around the block, abruptly slamming back into Ringo about three minutes later. Blissfully dancing off slightly after eight minutes, falling to pieces about three minutes later, dabbling in what conjures up a little Halloween vibe for a second before remembering its roots and embracing some funkiness as it happily gathers more energy and momentum, 
and just allowing a radiant, soaring, uplifting jam to fully let itself all hang out, nonchalantly sauntering right back into Ringo. According to All Things Umphreys, that would also contain a dump city tease, and I also did tuck that one onto my 2021 list. A Thousand Places to See Before You Die, Sands Horns, only one other time that has happened out of the eight times total this song has been played, October 18th, 2018 at the Canopy Club in Urbana, Illinois. That's just a great show. I recommend giving that a full listen. Um, If you haven't, I'll throw a link for that in the show notes. Also, the day after that show was the first time I ever interviewed Joel Cummins, and I'll throw a link to that interview in the show notes because he does talk about um, what a fire show that was, um, because it was. I wasn't there, but I listened to it a couple times, and it's a really great show, so give it a spin if you haven't. Crucial Taunt next, followed by Miami Virtue that would dance off about five minutes and go on a nice little drive. That's one of those jams that's just really good to dance some energy out. You just need to get it out of you. That's a great jam for that. Sitting itself down to catch its breath about three minutes-ish later, pulling back the curtain and revealing the ending of Mantis to close out set two of night two in New Haven. Encore for this final night, a cover of Outshined by Soundgarden. Chris just slammed the vocals on this one. Covered only three times, including this time here. Debuted at Summer Camp Music Festival in 2019, also in the encore position and fully closing out the final night in New Haven with one more dance party and den. So if I'm picking favorite nights from these four shows, I would say for Atlanta, I'm going to go with the 30th night one. And I'm also going to go with New Haven night one on May 7th, specifically that second set. What were your thoughts from these first four shows of the Plan B tour? What were your favorite nights and sets? It's hard because it just they just keep getting better and better. I'm excited to dive into the Bridgeview shows. I watched them uh, when they were happening on tour gigs, but I'm excited to dig into it more and bring that all to you guys as well. All right. Wow. So that's everything for this week. That was a lot, but it was really awesome to have so much music to talk about. And there's so much more to come. You'll find a bunch of links in the show notes for where you can listen to all four nights of these shows that I talked about, as well as for anything that I may have referenced throughout this whole episode. You'll also find links for where you can binge on past episodes, book a conversation, and be a guest here on the show. Snag some of the just-released merch or some recent or past issues of Conduit from the official DATC media store on Etsy. Get yourself a subscription to Conduit Magazine. Check out the new Dropped Among This Crowd media website and so, so, so much more. So make sure you check out all of those show notes. 
Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.